Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. We are continuing the Mr. and Mrs. Blanding series as chosen by the Patreon supporters for our summer series. Today's program originally aired April the 8th of 1951, and the title is... Twin Oaks Lodge. Flying's the way to travel, and the way to fly is TWA, Transworld Airlines. Presenting Cary Grant and Betsy Drake as Mr. and Mrs. Blanding in a new series based on Eric Hodgins' best-selling novels, Mr. Blanding's Builds His Dream House and Blanding's Way. Did you know that at any hour of the day or night, an average of 57 TWA Skyliners are flying the airways across the U.S. and overseas? You love to fly. In the sky, you ride the airways. Starish airways, smooth there and swift there, flying so wide. And the best way to fly, T-W-U-A. Mr. and Mrs. Blanding, starring Cary Grant and Betsy Drake. It's spring in Connecticut. Spring, that magic season when every living thing is being born again. When birds are nesting, trees are budding, and all over the countryside, flowers are peeping their tiny green shoots eagerly above the ground. Everywhere, that is, except at the Blanding. At this moment, in the Blanding's yard, not a single living thing is raising its little green head, except Jim Blanding. And he's blowing his top. Muriel! Muriel! Jim, I didn't know you were home. Muriel, my tulip bulbs. Somebody's dug up my tulip bulbs. They're gone. What is it, Jim? What on earth's the matter? My tulip bulbs. Somebody's dug up my tulip bulbs. They're gone. Don't shout, darling. I'm right beside you. My tulip bulbs. Somebody's dug up my tulip bulbs. They're gone. (laughs) They're not gone. I dug them up and put them in a neat pile under the lilac bush. Muriel. This may come as a surprise to you, but tulip bulbs will not grow unless they are underneath the ground. Jim. Now, other bulbs, such as light bulbs, do fine above the ground. <laughs> Jim, I only dug them up because Mr. Winkle said that... Well, who is Mr. Winkle? The expert from the nursery. He said we'd never have tulips after what you did to the bulbs. And what did I do? You planted them upside down. Uh, oh, oh. What did you have in mind, dear? A garden of Eden for gophers? All right. All right. I made one little mistake. Well, according to Winkle, all our flowers are planted wrong. He says the delphiniums and the snapdragons are so crowded that they don't have room to breathe. In fact, he doesn't know how you kept them alive this long. Artificial respiration. <laughs> now, don't be upset about the flowers, darling. It isn't your fault. Mr. Winkle says that you just don't have a green thumb. Muriel, keep the news from Mother. 
Jim, I know you're upset. Would you like me to call Mr. Winkle and have him do the planning? No, no. I'll muddle through somehow, me and my old flesh-colored thumb. (laughs) Muriel! Muriel! Yes, what is it, Jim? Just come over here to this front window. I want to show you something. All right. What is it? I can't see anything. Well, that's what I mean. Neither can I. <laughs> These are the dirtiest windows I've ever seen. Oh. Oh, yes, I know. Well, we've had so much rain this spring, I've been trying to locate a window washer in the village. In the village? Well, what's the matter with Maud? Why doesn't she wash them? She'll hear you. Well, I don't care if she does hear me. These windows are a disgrace, and if you won't tell her to wash them, I will. Jim. Mr. Blandings, I heard what you said. Now, Maud, Mr. Blandings didn't mean... Mr. Blandings, that's one thing I never do. Wash windows. Yes, Jim, that's one thing Maud doesn't do. Mm. All that reaching's bad for my back. I'm not well. You don't know what it is to be not well. No, don't I? Maud, I've just found out that I'm suffering from pink thumb. (laughs) (laughs) What? Don't tell his mother. I won't. Um, could I look at it? You're too young. (laughs) Now, what about the windows? Mr. Blandings, I'll do anything for you. I'll pet your clothes, shine your shoes, darn your socks, iron your shirts. But I won't wash windows. Oh, for Pete's sake, what got into her? She's very sensitive, Jim. We had that all out about the windows on Monday. I contacted a window washing outfit in the city, but they're pretty expensive. They charge ten cents a pane. Oh, that's not so bad. Only ten cents. Did you say a pane? Yes, I did. Well, Just this one window alone has thirty-five panes. Multiply that by thirty or forty, and do you mean to say they charge over a hundred dollars just to wash our windows? Well, Jim, that's how it is when you've got a lot of pains. Oh, brother, have I got pains? <laughs> they're not all in my windows either. I know. Hmm. Well, so far, I haven't found any other window well, washers. Oh, forget it. At those prices, I'll wash the windows myself. I'm sorry you're taking this attitude, Mr. Blanding. But I won't wash windows. Maud, please. You can ball me out. You can shame me. You can even make me take my picture of Rudy Valley out of the kitchen. <laughs> but I won't wash windows. Now, Maud, Maud, I've had a hard day. I'm very... Tired. Men just don't understand these things. You haven't suffered, Mr. Blandings. I have this week. You haven't worked hard all day and then laid awake all night. I have this week. You haven't borne three children. I... <laughs> no, not this week. <clears throat> all right, Maud, you win. Now, I'll never ask you to wash a window as long as you're in my house. That's a promise. Shall we shake on it, or do you want it in writing? That won't be necessary. Hmm. Well, at least you trust me. I have Mrs. Blanding for a witness. Oh, my heaven. I feel like Simon Legree chasing little Eva across the ice with the bloodhounds. <laughs> funny about Maud. She's so sensible about everything else. Oh, hello, Mother. Daddy. Oh, hello, hello, Susan. What was the matter with Maud? Never mind, Susan. Now you and Joan go and have your dinner. We're not hungry, Mother. We ate too many barbecued onions. Barbecued onions? We built a fire in the yard and roasted them on sticks. Really, Susan? Oh, well, we didn't use your onions, Mother. We find a whole pile of them under the lilac bush. <laughs> My tulip bulb. Uh-oh. Goodbye, Daddy. 
What next? Jim, will eating Cula bulbs hurt them? The children, no. The bulbs, yes. <laughs> I meant the children. Now, what shall I do? Nothing. If they bloom in time, we won't have to buy them spring hats. <laughs> I do. You, Mr. Blandings? Yes, I'm Mr. Blandings. What is it? Oh, it's you, Mr. Winkle. I didn't expect you back until tomorrow. Jim, this is Mr. Winkle from the nursery. Yes, well, come on in, Mr. Winkle. Have a barbecued tulip bulb. A what? Just a little joke, Mr. Winkle. Mm. Oh, uh, glad you're home, Mr. Blandings. I want to see you about your maple tree. My maple tree? You mean in the backyard? Yes, sir. Mr. Blandings? Mrs. Blandings? You've got a mighty sick tree. Oh, dear. What do you think we should do? Ma'am, there's only one thing that can save that tree. Surgery. <laughs> You're going to operate on it? I'm a qualified tree surgeon. However, in a case as critical as this, you're free to have another man check my diagnosis. Oh, by all means, let's have a consultation. Call the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> Poor old maple tree. Well, in case it needs a transfusion, I'll stand by with a can of log cabin syrup. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear you joke about a thing like that, Mr. Blandings. Lots of folks don't understand about trees. They get sick just the same as people. I'm sure they do. Mm. When do you think you'll operate, Mr. Winkle? First thing in the morning, most likely. Well, good night. Got to get my rest. Got to be fresh for the operation. Uh. <laughs> good night, Mr. Winkle. Good night, Mr. Winkle. Oh, my, what a ham. He practically had tears in his eyes. I know. Bless his heart. He's so sincere. Ah, tree surgeon. I hope he falls out of one of his patients. <laughs> you know, he right. told me this morning that he's raised flowers in the poorest soil under the most adverse conditions just by loving them so much. Really? Well, maybe that's my trouble. I haven't had a crush on a flower in years. <laughs> Lord, what a day. Jim, I'm really awfully sorry about everything. The garden, I mean, and the tulips. Oh, it isn't your fault. I guess I'm a pretty poor excuse for a gardener. And the windows, and the kids, and Maud. Sometimes I think I'm the world's worst housekeeper. But I try. I do try, Jim. Oh, now, darling, you're wonderful, and I'm a brute. Oh, don't say that, Jim. You're considerate and thoughtful and unselfish. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. No, I'm not. No, you're not what? Uh, <laughs> you were arguing about my being considerate, thoughtful, and unselfish. Oh, that's right. What side was I on? <laughs> you know what's the matter with us, Muriel. We need a change. A change? Yes. You know, we've been on edge, nervous and jittery. Now... I think it would be a good idea for us to get away for a few days by ourselves. Oh, do you think we could? Why not? And I know just the place, too. Twin Oaks Lodge. Twin Oaks Lodge? Just the place. You know, remember what wonderful times we had there when we were first married? Oh, yes. Could we go? I'll call for reservations right away. Oh, darling, I'm so excited. Why, it will be just like a second honeymoon. Yeah. Oh. Oh, do you remember our first? Uh, uh -huh. Seems like only yesterday. Mother! I'll be right up, dear. 
Well, the day before yesterday. <laughs> oh, this is going to be wonderful, Jim. Oh, do you remember how we used to stand every evening, arm in arm, looking at the sunset through the big window? Mm-hmm. You know, I've missed that. You folks can stand there and hint all day. I'm still not going to wash them windows. <laughs> He's on duty at the Mexican border. In San Francisco, too, and Seattle. And at LaGuardia Airport in New York. He's extra busy at LaGuardia. Who is he? Well, he's many men. The men of the United States Customs Service. On duty, around the clock, around the calendar, at the airport, seaports, and gateways to our country. He's the U.S. Customs Inspector, guarding and protecting our borders wherever shipments arrive or passengers alight from another land. He's a busy man now, and getting busier, for international air traffic takes giant strides forward year after year. In 1950, for example, the customs staff of 53 men at LaGuardia Airport in New York took care of more than 330,000 passengers on 13,000 airliner flights winging in from abroad. And every piece of baggage, over 800,000 in all, had to be checked by a customs inspector. And that's where his job really gets tough and interesting. For he not only inspects, but investigates, advises, and appraises as well. He must know his rules and regulations and how to interpret them. For instance, one rule states that a traveler who is out of the United States for 12 days or more is entitled to bring back $500 worth of merchandise duty-free. So the customs man must know how to appraise the traveler's goods and do it quickly, honestly. And so today, TWA... Trans World Airlines salutes the men of the United States Customs Service for their watchfulness, courtesy, thoroughness, and efficiency. Salutes them for their job well done. Now the second act of Mr. and Mrs. Blanding, starring Cary Grant and Betsy Drake. For the moment, Mr. Blanding's dream house has become a nightmare. Nature, to whom he returns so trustingly, has kicked him in the teeth. His flowers won't bloom, Maud won't wash the windows, and Joan and Susan have barbecued his tulip bulb. And so Jim and Muriel Blandings have decided to get away from it all and spend two wonderful, happy, carefree days at Twin Oaks Lodge. Beautiful, quaint Twin Oaks Lodge, where they spent their honeymoon ten years ago. Here we are, Twin Oaks Lodge. Feast your eyes, Mrs. B. Oh, Jim, it's the same dear old place. Yeah. Look, they haven't even painted it in all these years. Isn't that sweet? Very quaint. Lots of charm. Well, I see they still don't have a bellboy to carry the luggage. So simple and unpretentious. Yes, wonderful old place. Well, here's where you get carried across the threshold. Oh, Jim, please. There's a woman sitting on the front porch. We'll look silly. Oh, who cares? This is our second honeymoon, and I'm going to carry you across the threshold now. Up to the daisy. Oh, I... <clears throat> You're right. It might look silly. <laughs> Want me to help with the luggage? No, no. I can manage that. Oh, 
I got you. That top step is loose. I nearly fell. Well, well you have to have it to them. They've managed to keep this place rustic. Rustic? I might have broken my neck. You're lucky he caught you. Most folks fall right on their head. <laughs> really? Yes. Two broken noses, three front teeth knocked out, and a black eye already this year, and the season's hardly started. Well, that's a shame. I see you took a nasty tumble. I didn't fall. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm glad. Well, uh, uh, we're Mr. and Mrs. Bandy. Oh. Have you been here long, Mrs.? Uh... Uh, it's Miss, Miss Abigail Abernathy. Oh, <clears throat> unattached, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold me back, Muriel. Hold me back. Uh, Mrs. Blandings, I'd like you to know right out that I'm not one of those bands. But, well, men just can't seem to help themselves where I'm concerned. Oh, I, I just do something to them. No, I feel that. So you won't be offended if your hubby happens to fall for me, will you? Oh, I'll be a sport. But no fair tripping him with your cane. <laughs> Come on, dear. It's the Blandings. Welcome back to Twin Oaks, folks. As a fellow said when he walked 3,000 miles from the Pacific to the Atlantic, long time no see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember it. Never forget a face. Never forget a face. Or a figure like yours. She hasn't changed a bit, has she? Surprised she ain't a suicide blonde by now. Uh, a suicide blonde? Yeah. Died by her own hand. <laughs> oh, Mr. Merriweather, you're a scream. Yeah, plenty of life left in the old boy, huh? Ouch! Gloria, what is it? <clears throat> Why, nothing. Jim, um, could we go to our room, Mr. Merriweather? Why, sure thing. I'll go back and set... Well... You look so startled, Muriel. Something must have happened. Nothing, really. That pinch just took me by surprise. Pinch? Did that old gopher have the nerve to pinch you? Now, Jim, don't get excited. It's just his way of being friendly. <laughs> well, it's just like old times. You mean he's pinched you before? Of course, but he doesn't mean anything by it. I think he's kind of revolting. <laughs> I'd like to punch him right in the nose. Well, folks, here's the key, room 204. Thank you. If it ain't cleaned up, try 205. <laughs> the same key fits all the doors. <laughs> well, isn't that a little dangerous with Miss Abernathy on the prowl? Oh, a lock wouldn't stop her no ways. She's so skinny, she could just slide under the door. <laughs> Say, did you hear the story about the three wells? No. Well, well, well. <laughs> I come up with some good ones, don't I? Oh, yes, yes. Wish <clears throat> I could have heard that one. <laughs> well, have you heard this one? Sam, George, and Pinch Me went down to the pond for a swim. Sam and George came back. Who's missing? Pinch Me. Glad to. Ouch! <laughs> 
I can go along with corn. <laughs> Delightful eating out here on the porch, isn't it? Oh, yes. Delightful. Just smell that air. What about that? Isn't that something? Oh, yes. And so much of it. Oh. Are you cold, dear? Oh, no. Not at all. This is just perfect. You don't think it's cold tonight, do you, Miss Abernathy? Uh, No, I'm still wearing my red flannels. (laughs) You don't happen to have an extra suit, do you? (laughs) Here, dear, take my coat. Thank you. Uh, uh, how's your chicken, darling? Oh, delicious. Uh, I could have told you that was a mistake. What? The chicken. Huh, that ain't chicken, that's rooster. Old, too. Well, it seems very good to me. Oh, you're young, got good teeth. Well, uh, anyway, this pot roast is fine. If you like fat and gristle... Oh, I do, I do. Fat is very good for a person. Most people don't eat enough fat. You know, somehow, I don't feel as hungry as I thought I was. Would you like the rest of my chicken, Jim? Oh, no, thanks. (laughs) Uh, I I can hardly finish my pot roast. Shouldn't you take your coat back, dear? Your teeth are chattering. Uh, It's better that way. It's the only way I can get them through the meat. Are you asleep? No. Are you? No. Is your bed comfortable? Fine. Oh, well, there's kind of a ridge down the middle. At first, I kept sliding down the sides. How's yours? Mmm, dandy. At the top, anyway. Down near the bottom, there's a spring poked through the mattress. Scratch me a few times, but I think I've got it located now. That's good. Good night, darling. Good night, Jim. Jim? Hmm? Would you like to trade? Oh, if you would. Sure, why not? All right. <laughs> Watch out for the spring. Well, uh, the thing about that bed, now, if you lie right on top of the ridge and hold on, why, it's marvelous. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Good night, dear. Good night. <laughs> oh, Jim, it scratched you. Well, never mind, it isn't deep. I'll wait till morning for plasma. (laughs) Has the bleeding stopped yet? Almost. You doing all right? Fine. If my hands hold out. Your hands? I'm holding on. Oh, better not that loose. You might get a nasty crack if you roll out in your sleep. Uh, Look, darling, you take your own bed back. I'm used to that one. Well, if you insist. I do. I can, I can hold out longer than you. I, 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 I clench my toes around the bedpost. And I'm so much shorter. I can curl up and miss that spring very nicely. Good. Well, good night, sweet. Good night, love. Aren't you going to kiss me good night? I can't. I'm afraid to let go. <laughs> Glad we came, dear? Why, of course. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yes, it's grand. Good old Twin Oaks Lodge. Good old Twin Oaks Lodge. Jim, I wonder how the children are. You're absolutely right. They probably need us badly. We'll leave first thing in the morning. (laughs) 
Home again. Am I glad. I guess they'd be surprised to see us back so early. I see the house is still standing. Yes, and it looks awfully good to me. Muriel, look! What? Where? In the yard. A delphinium. I've got a delphinium. Oh, Jim, it's lovely. It really bloomed. I can hardly believe it. Hello, Blandings. Hello, Mr. Blandings. Hello, Welcome Maud. home. Maud, Mr. Blandings has a delphinium. Uh, yes. Congratulations, Mr. Blandings. Here, Maud, have a cigar. <laughs> Maud, the windows, they're clean. Why, they're simply shining. They do look good, don't they? Oh, Maud, you shouldn't have done it. You washed them after all. Oh, it wasn't me. It was my boyfriend. You have a boyfriend? <laughs> Jeremiah! Right here, Maud. Uh, Mr. Winkle, it's you. Yes, Mrs. Blandings. When you and Mr. Blandings get time, I wish you'd come out and visit my patient. Your patient? Yes, the maple tree. Doing very nicely, I'm proud to say. Ready for visitors. Uh, Muriel, shall we take a basket of fruit or flowers? A good book, perhaps? Are you finished, dear? Yes, yes. Well, Mr. Winkle, it was awfully nice of you to wash our windows. I don't know what to say. Not at all, Mrs. Blandings. Maud here was a mighty big help. I sat up all night with the maple tree. A wonderful woman. A delicate touch. Should have been a Red Cross nurse. <laughs> uh, know what we're going to do tomorrow? I can't imagine. I'm going to help him mulch. What, without a chaperone? <laughs> Say that again. And what a dinner. Mm. Maud can really cook. Looks like everybody got along fine without it. Yeah, yeah. And windows washed. Flowers bloomed. Children behaved. And love came to Maud and Mr. Winkle. They're very sweet. You know something, darling? No, what? I simply hated Twin Oaks. I'll never go there again. Mm. Well, it means giving up Abigail. But that's the price. Poor Mr. Merriweather. Jim, aren't you ashamed of the way you tricked him? No, I'm not. The old reprobate deserved it. Imagine him falling for a kid's story like that. Yes. How did that go again? Well, uh, Sam, George, and Pinchme went down to the pond for a swim. Sam and George came back. Who was missing? George? No, Pinchme. Ouch! <laughs> Grant and Betsy Drake will be back with us in just a moment. Friends, did you know that TWA is the only airline that goes all the way across the U.S. and overseas to Europe, the Middle East, and India? Yes, you can board a TWA plane in 60 cities in the United States and fly to London, Paris, Rome, and other world centers abroad. And say, just ask anyone who travels a lot, and you'll find out that this one airline service is mighty important. It means you buy only one ticket. You enjoy the same courteous service all the way, and you don't have to worry about complicated connections. So fly the finest. Fly TWA, Transworld Airlines. Next time you plan a trip for business or pleasure, see your friendly travel agent or call your nearest TWA office. 
you love to fly High up in the sky you ride The airways, starry stairways Smoother and swifter, flying the way And the best way to fly, D-double-U-A Here again are Cary Grant and Betsy Drake. Oh, 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 not again, not again. I'll go, Jim, I'll go. Jim, I'll... wake up. Uh, You're having one of your nightmares. Huh, huh, huh? Oh, oh. Oh, Muriel, what a nightmare. I dreamed I planted two tulip bulbs, and before I could move, they grew into giant twin oak trees reaching way up into the sky. What? And there I was, up at TWA's fair weather level, hitchhiking rides on TWA constellations. I visited all the 60 cities TWA says in the United States and flew to 20 world centers abroad. But I always came right back to my treetop. Why? Well, every time we'd land, I'd open the door of the TWA constellation, and who would be waiting there in every city but... Who? Sam, George, and Pinchmaid. <laughs> oh, you did it again. <laughs> Good night, Muriel. Good night, everybody. Next week, same time, same station, for Mr. and Mrs. Blanding, starring Cary Grant and Betsy Drake. Brought to you by Transworld Airlines. Across the U.S. and overseas, you can depend on TWA. <laughs> Betsy Drake appeared through the courtesy of RKO Pictures and David O. Selznick. Watch for the next Selznick release, Gypsy Blood, starring Jennifer Jones and produced in Technicolor. Heard in our cast were Cliff Arquette, Gail Bonney, Patty King, Elvia Allman, and Sam Hearn. Tonight's show was written by Ruth Henning, directed by Warren Lewis, and transcribed in Hollywood. Don Stanley speaking. Welcome back. Well, I definitely missed having Gail Gordon in this episode, but I think other than that, it was fine. It's showing promise of introducing some really kind of off-the-wall characters who come in for these one-off and two-off sort of appearances. I will admit one joke that I did laugh at was the suicide blonde. I'd never heard that one before, and I shan't repeat it, but clearly of all the little pun and one-liner jokes, it was the best. All right, well, we will be back next week with another episode of Mr. and Mrs. Blandings. If you do have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.